Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. So, hello, and welcome to the Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast. I am Dr. Dave Cornelius, your host. I, my, my conversation today is with Anne-Marie Kong. Anne-Marie, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Dr. Dave. It's a delight to be here today. Yeah, me too. You know, you know what, let's, you know, tell us a little bit about you and your superhero. My superhero. So yeah. this is about I serve as a transformation leadership and coactive agile coach. And as a, as a transformation leadership coach, I empower leaders to transform by unlocking your potential. One conversation at a time, one leader at a time. So love is really at the heart of what I do. And it's who I be and what I do. Um, yeah, I want to see more love in the world. I want to live in a world where we love the divine source. I believe in a divine source. I believe I recognize not everybody does, and I'm not here to force my belief on anyone. Um, but I want to see that world where we, we love God, the divine source, and we love each other. That's what God wants for us, to love each other, sharing love in the world. Yeah. For so sure. that's my superpower. My superpower is love. Oh, you know, matter of fact, it's my word for 2021. My word for the year is love. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, you know, how have you experienced uh, social justice in your work, community and family? Yeah. So social justice, while, you know, we've made progress, for sure, you know, we, we are able to vote, you know, most of us have access to public education. There's a lot, a lot more work to be done. And in my own experience, right, I, there isn't a balance of wealth and privilege. I didn't grow up with wealth and privilege, right? Um, I'm a, a daughter of immigrant parents. Um, my parents came from China, right? And I am an immigrant to this country. I live in Canada now, right? And as an immigrant, I worked hard. I studied hard. I worked hard to progress forward. Those were values that my parents instilled within me and you know, that for me, that's my experience, right? Like true hard work to progress forward. There wasn't wealth or privilege that I had, right? So wealth and privilege is not something that I experience at all. And there is not balance of wealth and privilege at all. Well, well that's certainly that's true. So if we look at about social justice or even social injustice, um, based on your experience, um, how is that different from what you've seen in the United States, or is it the same? Right. I mean, you know, recently we've seen people marching in the streets, people dying, um, and there's a long history of social injustice across the world. Period. So, you know, where you live in Canada, compare that with what you've seen in the United States. Yeah. What I, what I see in the United States really saddens me. First of all, I want to acknowledge that. Right. Like, there's a lot of grief and a lot of sadness. Um, I wanna acknowledge that first of all. And yeah, I, I see a divide in the US which is different from the experience I've had and what I'm having here in Canada, right? And what I've lived for in my country of origin. It, it's a divide of people in the US is what I'm seeing between um, BIPOC and non-BIPOC, if you wanna call it that, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, so there's that divide and, and you know, the images and the language in our media and society and our systems continue to reinforce that divide. And also, you know, we have lived experiences, the people, right? People living in the United States have lived experiences and culture and history 
deep into the psyche of people. Each person is a unique being and each has different lived experiences that makes that conversation between BIPOC and non-BIPOC to be a very uncomfortable conversation to be had, right? And oftentimes strong emotions come up in that conversation and we're not skilled in being able to have these conversations. But the important conversations to be had for sure. Oh, without a doubt. And and I think some of those conversations are starting. We're having one right now. Absolutely. I, I mean, yes. yeah. So, so as a BIPOC person, um, why didn't you share like an Asian or Pacific Islander experience with, you know, social justice, you know, based on what you've seen? Or it could even be something that you have experienced through someone else. Yeah, it, you know, being a Pacific Islander, right, living in Canada, right, I live in Canada now, I am a minority in a predominantly Caucasian patriarchal country. I acknowledge that, right? Which is different from the country of origin. I was born in Trinidad, right? I oh, wow, in- really? Yeah. No yeah. way. You're Trinidadian? <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I was picking up on something. I'm going like. Subtle. My accent's very subtle. That's right, right. right. So being Trinidadian, I grew, you know, grew up in a close-knit community, right, where my neighbors, our neighbors were of different ethnic backgrounds, different race, and we were, they, were, they are an extended part of our family, right? I, you know, you call them Ashokanchukwe, that's what the Chinese term we call them, right? But they were of African descent, right? And, you know, they're part of our family, and we're closely knit, and they were always there for us, and, you know, Indian neighbors across the road that, you know, they'll be, you know, celebrating, we celebrate together, right? They're just part of our family. And I also grew up in a high school that was a Catholic religion, right? So with these, these influences early in my life, I learned then not to judge based on differences, right? So it doesn't mean that I don't see color. I see color. I choose not to judge by color, right? So that's a big difference. And it's not to say that I don't have biases either. I'd have a brain, but the thing is I choose not to be influenced by that, right? To, to have wisdom, to not to be influenced. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up in the West Indies too, um, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So mm-hmm. the next time you and I are in the same space, we'll have some chutney together. Absolutely. All oh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> You're making my hot water. <laughs> 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 oh man, that, that would be awesome. I, yeah. yeah, my brother-in-law is from Trinidad as well. So you know it's yeah. cool. So I grew up with lots of people from Trinidad. Um so I, I you're a coactive coach. Um talk to me. How would you coach someone through like the trauma of social justice challenges? Yeah, when with trauma, I would meet my client, you know, coaching through someone with social justice challenges, that trauma of it, I'd hold space for my client, holding that safe and courageous space for my client to process whatever emotions is present in that moment, right? Listening with compassion and empathy, being with, witnessing my client. Here's the thing, trauma is the notion of um, being separated from oneself and from others and from the world. Um, that's the definition of trauma, right? So with trauma, I would just hold that space for my client to process the emotion. Emotions are not good or bad. Emotions are energy and motion. And we just let the, the emotion that, to process 
that in that moment. And I lean into my intuition as well, right? I dance in the moment based on where my client at. I moved, right, where my client's at. And to be with my client every step of the way, with letting my client just process those emotions. And, you know, and, you know, in, in processing the emotions, I might invite my client to drop into their body and just take a couple deep breaths. You know, there's a lot of wisdom in the body. When my client is able to drop into the body, right, it, they're able to access that wisdom. They connect with their heart space and you know, the, their true essence. Um, and in, in doing so, I might explore further with some powerful questions and my client come to the insight, whatever it, you know, learning and insight they want to take forward from that experience in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that could be a powerful thing. Um, you know, so, so talk to me about you. You know, what are you doing personally to improve, you know, opportunities for Black, Indigenous, and people of color, BIPOC, you know, in the Agile community? Because I see you from different Agile events, open space, uh, and, and I know you're probably doing wonderful things, but I would love to hear more about them. Yeah, I am continuing to learn when I say learn. Um, so. I'm taking a course right now, um, compassionate conversations, right? Because we, we're not skilled in having these conversations. And I want to upskill myself, first of all, to be able to facilitate. And I am practicing because a key part of the work is to practice, right? I'm a strong believer in practice, right? I have practices, meditation practice, etc. cetera. Um, so there's a strong element of practice in this course. To be able to facilitate then, to be skilled facilitating conversations between BIPOC and non-BIPOC, where we talk about race and racial injustice and other contentious topics that might come up, right? So being skilled and upskilling is an, a way to share that with the community as I gain the skills and continue in my practice. And also, you know, framing language, right? Learning the work of, you know, Dr. Abram X. Kendi's work, right? He wrote the book on anti-racism, right? Um, you know, the framing is not to say that I'm not racist. I think before coming across his work, I would have said that, like, I'm not racist. And the framing is actually to say I'm actually anti-racist. There's a huge difference. They may sound quite the same, but actually not. Because when I use the framing, I'm not racist, it means to say when you put not in front of a thing, you're actually psychologically reinforcing the thing that you say not to. So if I'm saying I'm not racist, I'm actually reinforcing to myself, I'm racist. And that's mm. not what I mean to say. I'm actually meaning to say I'm anti-racist. I'm against racism. Because the thing is that we're all the same in the sense that we're all human beings. And we want the same thing. We want love and belonging and safety to be respected. Right? We want the same thing. Right? Yeah. So that's what I see. And also in terms of what else I'm doing, I am finding and learning ways where I can be a better ally and advocate by coming on this show. This is a huge invitation to share my voice and to share, you know, what I'm doing and what I'm up to in this world of bridging, right? So that we can be more united together and sharing that love in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to hear that. I mean, so, you know, sometimes we look at things that we would want to do, but if, if there was change that you would like to see, um, 
more of to see how BIPOC and non-BIPOC people work better together, right? How do we integrate? How we share love, right? I mean, what would be the significant change that you would like to see? And the one big significant change phenomenally for myself and what I want to see more in the world is for people to really connect and reconnect with the divinity, right? Reconnecting with God. God lives in each of our hearts, right? It's evolving your mindset where you are connected from being egocentric, like the I, like the false I, and thinking that this is like all these labels that we see, we think that that's us. That's not truly us, right? Like reconnecting with the true essence of yourself, that and and connected with there's something larger than us, like I said, regardless of whether you believe it or not, because I do recognize not everybody believes that there's a larger life force than us. But for those of us that do believe there's a God, there's a divine, there's a larger life force, reconnecting with that really enables us to see the face of God in each person. I'm not seeing the label, you know, like, you know, I'm Caucasian and you're male and like all these labels we have, they're just that, the labels, the ways that we self-identify, but they're not truly us in our identity, right? The true identity is that spirit, soul, or true essence of who you are. And that's the magnificent because each person is beautiful. We're a gift yeah. from divine source, right? And if we connect back to that, that will make a whole world of difference in how we interact with each other and how we collaborate and co-create. And we'll be able to find those bridges to be united together. Yeah. What do you think are, 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 are some of the blockers, the impediments, right? Mm -hmm. That stops us from doing this level of integration with our true selves and, and the true self of, of others, right? You know, what are those impediments do you think they are? And uh, well, part of it is we, we tend to see all these labels, right? And we judge based on these labels, right? If I'm able to, to, when I see you, I see the true essence of you and not all these labels. You know, I put all those labels aside and I'm just connecting to your true essence, right? Then we start to find ways to form those bridges, but we don't, we tend to judge based on differences. When I come from a place of seeing your true essence, I'm more curious. I want to know, hey, Dave, what's going on there? Like, tell me what you're up to. And like, you know, right? We're just like finding some ways where we can connect, right? If we can find something we have in common, even though we're vastly different and have different lived experiences. Maybe you like to read and I like to read. And hey, what book are you reading? And we find something in common. When we find something in common, we have then a sense of connection. And with a sense of connection, I can then be able to see your perspective, right? As opposed to if, you know, we're talking about something and, you know, we're, we have different perspectives and we start to move further apart, we start to, you know, emotion starts to, to get heightened, then blood rushes to the brain, my body's flooded with, with adrenaline and cortisol, right? Like the nervous system shuts everything down and like we move further and further away. We, I can't even hear anything anymore. Right. But if we find com something in common, right, we can then connect with the true essence of the person and then be able to then see your perspective because your perspective is your lived experience. It's your truth for you. Just like my lived experience is my truth for me. It's not good or bad. Right. It's your lived experience and it's my lived experience. And we can then find a bridge between each other, what we have in common and how we can build those bridges and then build them stronger to be more united together. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, that's really good. That's really good, you know, for, for us finding a way to, you know, find common ground through our humanity is what I would yeah. like to say, you know. But if you were looking at, you know, if you would like to think about diversity, equity, inclusion, inclusion and belonging, you know, just having this perfect world, this utopia, you know, what would that look like? You know, what would that experience be? Well, that experience would be magical. It would be love. That we love <laughs> each other and we, we, we appreciate the differences in each other with that love. Is at the heart of it is the bottom line, right? Yes, there's work to be done. Um, I've come across the work. Um, so diversity and inclusion is actually not enough, right? I came across this work from um, Hamlin Grange. Um, he's a, a senior consultant with Diversity for in Toronto. Um, and he's shared that um, there's this notion of intercultural competence that we're having to develop, right? Diversity, you know, many companies talk about diversity, the different mix, which is the who, right? There's inclusion, which is like the mix feeling valued and included, right? To get to inclusion and really for that mix to feel included and valued is in the intercultural competence, which is around having the capability to shift perspectives, cultural perspectives, and adapt accordingly based on um, cultural commonalities and differences. Right? So it's, it's growing again in, in your development. Right? Also, um, I mentioned the work of Bob Keegan and, and Lisa Lahey. Their adult development work is that the mindset evolves and shifts right? from being this socialized mind where I'm looking for validation from externally right? Uh, my self-worth validated from, from external from others. Whereas I evolved to, to this self-transformative mind that I'm not my emotions and my thoughts, right? Like I have thoughts and emotions. So I tend to see them as objects. They come and they go, right? So that the true I is a back to the essence, your soul, which is connected to love, right? Like God lives in our heart and he lives in your heart. And if I can see that in each interaction with whomever I'm having the interaction with, then our world is going to be so much different, Dr. Dave. And that's why I love being here with you in this moment. Likewise, uh, you know, but, but tell me, what was the name of that uh, speaker or, or, or that leader again? And, and what was his topic? Yes, it's um, Hamlin Grange. He's a senior consultant with Diversity for in Toronto, and he'd given a talk on intercultural competence. Right, so we're having cultural competence, cultural competence, which is how to make that mix work, right? Like yeah. we have that, which is the mix. We have to know how to make that mix work, which is the intercultural competence, and it's measured by your intercultural development index, if you will. So that's like a survey and an index, right? Like there's there's research and data based on this, right? And based on having those two, your your diversity and intercultural competence, you then develop. Um, inclusion, basically. Inclusion don't just, you know, inclusivity don't just come about magically, right? <laughs> you know? We wish it did. It, it, that had a magic mind. It's like, you know. No pixie dust and it, and it's, it happens, no? <laughs> no pixie dust. I wish it worked that way. Yeah. Oh. Um, and anything else you would like to say in closing? You know, any final words, any final thoughts that you would like to just leave everyone with? Mm. I would say that um, faith plants the seeds and love makes it grow. So just love, share love in the world. Mm. 
Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Thank you for giving us your time today and your energy. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, coming on. And, you know, and actually just thank you for coming for, to the Agile for Humanity conference. Uh, you know, I, I was like so pleasantly and happily surprised to see you there and, and to be with you in that space and time. You know, thank you. yeah, thank you. So let me just close and say uh, thank you for listening to the Nalsher with Dr. Dave podcast. Um, I hope this learning experience would also prompt you to take and seek more and discover how you can contribute to a positive experiences for BIPOC lives. Um, it really doesn't take much. All we need to do is to tap into our own humanity. Um, so here's a few places that you could find um, this recording. You'll find it. You'll find the Agile for Humanity uh, podcast on Nalshir.dave. Cornelius, not sure with Dr. Dave podcast and iTunes, Google Play, Google Play and Spotify. And also you can find it in the following websites. You'll find it on agilealliance.org, nalsherwithdrdave.com, grokshare.com, nalsher.org, and agileforhumanity.org. And then the Agile Alliance have this on the sharing uh, BIPOC stories under the webcast section. Um, the music for this podcast is um, done by my niece, Kayana Brow Hendrickson. Um, this podcast is copyright 2021, Nal Sharon, Dr. Dave Cornelius. So I would say until next time, be well, stay safe, and connect soon. And, you know, it, based on what Anne Marie just said, you know, let's do this with love the next time we connect, or, or even as you're listening to this podcast, you know, do it in, in the spirit of love. See you guys soon. Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.